This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. A mid-budget deal, Trump proposes snap cut. Prevent plant acres soaring. Farmers eagerly await Japan deal. U.S. Department of Agriculture seeking to slash food stamp rules. The Trump administration is proposing today to significantly tighten eligibility rules for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, knocking as many as 3 million people off of the rolls. USDA is moving to rewrite automatic eligibility provisions that allow people in some states, including California, to qualify for SNAP with incomes at up to 200% of the federal poverty level. The federal limit is 130%. Conservatives have tried without success to use the last two farm bills to make changes similar to what the USDA is proposing. SNAP enrollment has been falling steadily, dipped below 36 million in April, the latest month for which data is available. Keep in mind, USDA's move comes as the White House has anchored some conservatives by cutting a deal with Democrats to raise spending limits for the next two years and suspend the federal debt ceiling. And a victory for Democrats, the deal also would end the threat of automatic spending cuts required by the 2011 Budget Control Act. The House is expected to vote on the agreement later this week before lawmakers leave for their August recess. Prevent plant could hit 20 million acres. Farmers appear on track to blow past the old record for prevented planting this year. The risk management agency's Thomas Worth told agricultural economists at their meeting Monday in Atlanta that prevent plant acres could total 15 to 20 million acres this year. By comparison, the old record since Congress overhauled the crop insurance program nearly two decades ago was 10.2 million acres across all commodities in 2011. USDA paid out 2.2 billion in prevent plant benefits that year. There were another 8.6 million prevent plant acres in 2013, but we haven't come close to that since. USDA issued climate impact analysis. Just days after the USDA was criticized on Capitol Hill for keeping a climate change resilience report under wraps, the department's Economic Research Service released a report concluding that crop insurance costs will rise because of lower yields resulting from climate change. ERS said, on average, climate models project declining average corn and soybean yields, while changes to winter wheat are modest and variable. Lower yields could translate into higher prices for commodities, which in turn would mean higher subsidies for federal crop insurance programs. By 2080, the increase for those three commodities would be 22% under a high emissions scenario and 3.5% under a moderate emissions scenario, according to the ERS. The increases varied considerably by commodity. For corn, the cost actually would decrease under a moderate emissions scenario. The cost for soybeans increased by 27% under the moderate emissions scenario and 65% under the higher emissions scenario. A sign of the times, four of the authors of the report are agriculture economists with ERS, which officially began relocating to Kansas City this week. Two of those economists have left ERS, one a 28-year veteran of the agency who was serving as chief of the Agriculture Policy and Models Branch in ERS Market and Trade Economics Division. U.S. Ag excited over coming Japan trade talks. 
U.S. ag sector is eager for trade talks with Japan to resume now that the election for Japan's upper house and parliament is over and Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's ruling coalition is still firmly in power. U.S. ag groups were disappointed when President Donald Trump pulled the U.S. out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, a trade pact that would have cut Japanese tariffs on U.S. wheat, beef, pork, dairy, and other commodities. The TPP went on without the U.S., giving an advantage to other countries like Australia and Canada that got the tariff cuts. They say elections matter, so let's hope that President Abe's victory is another positive step toward quickly negotiating resolution of the trade disadvantage U.S. wheat has to Canada and Australia under the current agreement. That the word of U.S. Wheat Associate spokesman Steve Mercer. International Dairy Foods Association President and CEO Michael Dykes tells AgriPulse there's tremendous opportunity for dairy in the new free trade pact with Japan. House Democrats get full USMCA tour in Mexico. A delegation of House Democrats is back in the U.S. after visiting Mexico City, San Luis Potsi, and Tijuana to gauge just how serious Mexico is about implementing and enforcing new labor and environmental standards that the country promised as a part of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Representative Earl Blumenauer, the Oregon Democrat who led the delegation, didn't give an overall assessment, but he stressed the lawmakers met with government leaders, including President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, laborers, environmentalists, and even toured a water treatment plant. A statement from the House Ways and Means Committee stressed the Democratic members of the delegation specifically assessed how to ensure USMCA raises standards for workers and the environment, provides access to medicines, and can be enforced. Trump wants fantastic trade with Pakistan. President Donald Trump doesn't want to just improve trade with Pakistan. He said he wants to increase that trade 20-fold. Trump, during a press conference with Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan, gushed over the potential to increase commercial trade. He said, quote, I see great trade with Pakistan. And I'm not, I'm not talking about a little bit more. I'm talking about we could go 10 and even 20 times what we're doing right now. I think we're going to have a fantastic trade relationship. If that trade applies to food and ag, U.S. processors and farmers would be selling a lot more to the country that shares a border with Afghanistan. U.S. ag exports to Pakistan have been growing strong for years, and analysts expect that trade to continue. U.S. ag exports to Pakistan have been growing strong for years, and analysts expect that trend to continue. The U.S. exported $1.4 billion worth of ag products to Pakistan last year. That, according to USDA data, up from just $249 million in 2014. USDA Biotech Office gets new chief. Career USDA lawyer Bernadette Juarez is taking over a key agency at USDA that regulates genetically engineered crops. Juarez replaces Mike Furco, who's retiring at the end of the month as the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service Deputy Administrator for Biotechnology Regulatory Services. The change in leadership comes as the Trump administration is working to finalize a major overhaul of the regulations that BRS enforces. A proposed rule issued by the department in June would significantly streamline the regulatory process and likely exempt many gene-edited products from review. 
Juarez has been serving as APHIS Deputy Administrator for Animal Care since 2016. She also has served as Director of APHIS Investigative and Enforcement Services and as an attorney with the USDA's Office of the General Counsel. Here's today's She Said It. Members of Congress should cancel their summer recess and return to the negotiating table for a better deal. If they don't, those who support this deal should hang their heads in total shame as they bolt town. That Maya McGinnis, president of the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 23rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.